Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hey, everybody. My name is Jeff Tom. I am president of the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, and I'm really excited about this evening. I have three other panelists <laughs> with me. Um, and I also want to thank you to our hosts. Lucy Edmonds was helping us start it off, and Andrea the Klotz from California, my affiliate, is our hostess for this evening. So thank you to both of you. I'm so excited about all the things that the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss is doing and all of your participation. I'll introduce all three panelists. Our first panelist is a, a new, pretty new member of AABL, but someone who's been in this field um, of services to seniors with vision loss for decades and who is known throughout the country as just a consummate professional. He's been an executive director of entities um, in different places, and, um, and he is a blind person. And so um, my, our first panelist is Anisio Correa, um, and I'm going to have him speak in just a minute. Our second panelist is a guy who has been an advocate in ACB for, gosh, I don't know, half a century, I think. Um, uh, in San Antonio, Larry Johnson, who has done an amazing amount of work in ACB and on a lot of different issues, including senior issues. And finally, an ACB board member and an AAVL board member and the head of the um, AAVL Advocacy Committee, who's really been the spearhead behind this evening's project on area agencies on aging, and that is Doug Powell. So first, though, let me introduce Anisio Correa, and I want him to talk briefly about another area, although it's all related, but we in AAVL are doing a lot of work in what's as, as part of our membership in the Vision Serve Alliance in a major three-year initiative called the Aging and Vision Loss National Coalition. And one of the co-chairs uh, in that organization and a committee chair along a committee co-chair along with myself in the policy and funding area is Anisio Correa. And I'm just gonna have him give you, although that's this isn't this evening's major um, project, I, I want you to hear a little bit about what's going on in the Aging and Vision Loss National Coalition. So I'm going to introduce to you Anisio Correa. Great, Jeff. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes. Thank you good. so much. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I am a, I've been a member of ACB for quite a while, but only a member of uh, AAVL for the last, I guess, last month or so. Uh, so I'm glad to to do that. It's an exciting time now because these initiatives that Jeff mentioned, all the, the project we're going to be talking about with Alliance with Aging and Vision Loss, and then the Aging and Vision Loss National Coalition, I think is one of the first times when there's a, a, a major conversion between the consumer movement and the provider sector working in the same direction and uh, having worked in the in the provider field for uh, as jeff mentioned for over over 40 years we not always have worked in 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 step with uh, the consumers even though a lot of us were consumers so i think this this really marks a different time i think and uh, hopefully the results will be different what the national coalition with the goal of national coalition, they, they have goals for a strategic plan for three years. And the overall goal is to increase funding for services and to increase services for older people who are losing their vision, who are blind or visually impaired. Uh, according to the statistics, only about 3% of people over the age of 55 with experiencing vision loss, only 3% of them avail themselves of existing services for the blind and visually impaired, which is, it, it, it's criminal, really, that a lot of times it's because of lack of knowledge or they don't feel that they need the service or whatever, or the service is not available in their area, whatever the, the reason may be. 
But the other reality too is that if if uh, all of a sudden <clears throat> we hear this often, all of a sudden we got another million dollars, you know, or a billion dollars. Nowadays we're talking billions more than millions. Seems like if we have if we had a, a whole bunch of money uh, thrown to at us, we wouldn't have the resources and the the structure, the infrastructure to deal with that. So that's that's really what the the coalition is all about is to develop, uh, increase that infrastructure and to increase the funding to serve a lot more people, um, older people with vision loss. So the coalition, has, they have divided their goals into um, four committees. We have one committee that is is all about public awareness and outreach. We have a committee that it's about ensuring access to quality services. We have another committee that is all about data and research because we are finding that unlike other fields, we not all we don't always have, have the numbers to do and the outcomes to be able to go to funding sources and say this is the impact of our services. We know we we know we have an impact. We know people uh, after receiving services are more independent, but we don't always are not always able to easily prove that with with actual numbers. So that's what they didn't research committee is looking into developing more of an evidence-based types of um, types of data. And then the last committee that Jeff and I are part of is the funding and policy committee. And again, that is, is designed to develop, to foster new policies and initiatives to ultimately bring more funding to serve this population. So the national coalition and the, the, these goals are obviously very intertwined with what we're going to be talking about here today. The other major initiative that I'm particularly particularly responsible for with the coalition is the development of a consumer advocacy project. The idea is to develop, a, along with, with visually impaired consumers, older consumers, is to develop a curriculum, a training curriculum to train older consumers to be advocates. Now, a lot of those, a lot of the, the members of AAVL, they're already advocates. And they, I, I know, could will be very critical and instrumental in helping <clears throat> hopefully develop that curriculum. So that, that will be one of my uh, future goals. And I'll come back, obviously, to all of you and ACB asking for volunteers to help with that, with that project. So I'm really uh, excited about though about the AAA project. I think it fits really well in in all these initiatives uh, designed to increase the the infrastructure, the knowledge. One of the things that we are all very aware, uh, well aware of, is that we in the vision field certainly don't know enough about what goes on in the aging field. And vice, probably even worse, in the aging field, the people working in the aging network know very little about about us, about our needs, and uh, obviously a lot of their services are services that we as seniors should be able to uh, to access. So the intersection between all these all these goals is 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 certainly very obvious to me. Thank you, Jeff. Okay, thank you, Anicia. So I'm only going to take about a minute more um, before I introduce Larry and, and Doug. Um, Larry Johnson, who came to us with a resolution, came to to uh, AAVL and to the board, and, and, and ACB board passed last year, twenty twenty five, I believe that uh, Larry said. I can't remember the number, That's but right. basically, yeah. Basically, um, its goal is to have this organization, AABL, <clears throat> reach out to agencies that deal with um, people, uh, that deal with, you know, seniors, and find out what they're doing for those of us with vision loss. And specifically, because of that resolution, um, Doug, with a lot of help from Larry, has um, come up with a process that we're inviting all of you to become a part of, and that is to um, seek out our area agencies on aging, which you'll hear that that exist in every part of this country and in every state, and find out what they do and who they fund for people who are blind or who have low vision. So without any more, I'm going to turn it over to Doug and to Larry and let them, you know, drill down 
on this project. Um, and I, I just want to say, by the way, before I let you have the floor, that the fact that we're the fact that this project is beginning has gotten some notice in the larger field, including the Vision Server Alliance. So, you know, we're going to start putting AAVL on the map as a real major force um, due to the, the, you know, consumers and ACV. So, you know, this is your organization and let's make this project work. So thank you, gentlemen, and take it. Thank you, Jeff. Um, Larry, did you want to say any more about the, the resolution? Before uh, we sure. Uh, I, I think uh, it's important to point out that oftentimes um, members think, well, resolutions are passed and then they get, you know, put on a shelf somewhere and, and the dust accumulates. And maybe two or three years later, another resolution is passed and and you wonder, whatever happens to these resolutions? Well, I am really, really proud to say that this is truly an outcome of that resolution. The second part of the resolution specifically said that ACB would urge its state and local affiliates to advocate with public and private agencies serving seniors under the Older Americans Act for the inclusion of specialized services for persons with vision loss in their senior programs. And so <laughs> this is so, so directly um, aligned with that uh, resolution. I think that, uh, you know, we should be really proud in AAVL that we have taken a significant step forward to try to implement one of the national resolutions. Great. Thank you. Um, so let's jump in. What What is an, a AAA? What is a, an area agency on aging? Um, it is, um, if you hear me sort of moving around a little bit, uh, it started raining and our roof is um, noisy. So I decided to go, come downstairs. Um, so um, Area agencies on aging are part of the Health and Human Services Department. Um, their funding comes through the uh, administration of community living. And um, uh, AAA is one of those uh, uh, programs. And uh, senior centers are uh, another of the programs and that kind of thing. So, And we, do, we also have another resolution on senior centers, but since they've been closed <laughs> because of the pandemic, we decided to uh, tackle the um, agencies on aging first, and then perhaps this fall or, or sometime soon, we'll, we'll uh, try to do the same kind of thing with the senior centers. Um, so area agencies on aging, there, as Jeff said, there's one in uh, every community. Some of them are regional, some of them are county. Some of them are town. So some of them are part of a city. There may be more than one in a, in a large city. So that's part of what we're trying to find out. We're trying to find out what, you know, what area, um, you know, what, what is the geographic area that, that um, AAAs uh, cover? And then, um, and then we'll get into, you know, some more of the questions. We'll, we'll read you the questionnaire so you, you know what you're getting into. Um, Oh yeah, Meals on Wheels is one of the programs. So that that's uh, that's one that I recognize. So I assume you know most people would recognize that one. Um, but uh, what we're trying to do is find out what others they have and um, and that kind of thing. So uh, if you're interested in more general information about the the area agencies on aging, one of the links off of the AAVL website, which is AAVL blind seniors.org um, has a, an information sheet that Larry uh, put together um, that has some general information about AAAs. Um, so you can, you can find out more information there. Um, oh, and by the way, we don't want, somebody asked, you know, somebody said, oh my God, I, you know, I, there are, you know, 70 AAAs in, in my state. Um, you know, it's going to take me a while to do that. We're not asking everybody to uh, contact all of the AAAs. We are going to take a sample. Um, hopefully, we'll have some that are uh, regional, some that are county, you know, in each one of those categories. And um, 
what we're what we're looking for is information about how they're the same and how they're they're different how they're different in different areas of the country. So um, if if you're a um, if you're a leader of a a state affiliate and you want to um, have uh, chapters take part in different uh, parts of your state, that would be great. Um, but don't feel like you need to contact every AAA in your state in order to accomplish this this uh, project. Um, what are the goals? So we want to um, create more awareness of the uh, of the concerns of blind and, and low vision seniors. Create more outreach from AAAs. I'm going to use AAAs. That's Area Agency on Aging. Um, create more um, outreach to. Uh, from the AAAs to blind seniors and and low vision seniors, create or adjust programs uh, so that they are more inclusive for blind and and low vision seniors, lessen institutionalization of seniors who are blind, you know, whose only reason for being institutionalized would be, you know, blindness or or low vision. So we want to decrease that and have them stay in their, in the community. We want to give uh, blind and, vi- and low vision people uh, more opportunity to influence the programs and services that are administered by AAAs. We want to give you guys, uh, people like you around the country, <clears throat> excuse me, more opportunities to advocate for uh, uh, services and programs for blind and low vision seniors, and maybe have some new members of AAVL and, and ACB. <laughs> so um, those are the goals. So. So um, what I wanted to do next was go through step-by-step and uh, tell you how we see this unfolding, how, you know, how we see it, uh, a successful project being, being implemented. Um, so, so what I w- would recommend is to first um, go to the AAVL website, and uh, I'll repeat that because um, it, doesn't, it, it always helps to re- repeat stuff. AAVL www.aavl-blind-seniors.org. And on that page, um, we have the intro letter to you. Um, We also have a participation and instruction sheet. And we also have the, uh, as I said, the uh, AAA information sheet that uh, Larry put together. So that participation and instruction sheet is um, a, a sort of a um, general uh, uh, run through of, of what I'm covering tonight. Um, and the first, and plus some links that will help you. One is uh, for Anisio, who, who act- actually happens to be our uh, wonderful volunteer administrator. So he's sort of going to be um, <clears throat> collecting your names and your contact information. And then sending out the the pertinent uh, documents to you to to move forward, and then he'll he, he and Larry Johnson will be um, receiving those uh, questionnaires that you've filled out with the the uh, your area on agent agency on aging. Um, so um, so first of all, you know, read the participation and instruction sheet so to get a sense of what what's going on. Um, also. Uh, Jeff and Larry and and Anisio and and uh, no not Anisio's I don't think but yeah I think so uh, and Larry's uh, phone numbers are on there uh, so that we can um, you know if you have questions you can ask us the questions that that come up um, so all that's available on that participation sheet um, once you've read through that and you say yeah this is something I want to participate in then um, either fill it out on that sheet and save it and then put it, uh, attach it to an email or just open up an email and say, Anisio, I want to participate in the AAA project. And my name is such and such. I live in city and state. Uh, my email is and my phone. Um, that's all we really need. <clears throat> so it can actually go into an email rather than trying to mess around with inputting it onto the participation sheet, saving it and attaching it to the email. Just real simple information. Doug, can I just uh, add one thing there? Sure, please. So when you send an email, if you if you could include on in the subject that that email anywhere, just the 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 letters the the AAA AAA would be very helpful to me because what I'll do is I I set up already a filter so everything that comes into my email with AAA 
in the subject line, anywhere in the subject, beginning or end, uh, will go st <clears throat> straight to a specific folder that will help me to streamline my, my work. Great. Excellent. Um, so once Anisio has, has received that, uh, he'll, uh, he will send you um, a, two documents. One is um, an invitation letter from you to your local AAA. Um, and he will also send you a, uh, a, the other document is the questionnaire itself. Um, so he will send that to you. Now, uh, the next thing um, on, in the participation document, participation and instruction document, if you don't know the website address for the AAA in your community, um, you, there's a, a link to a, a website that you can put in your zip code and it will give you the local, um, the contact information for the, for the uh, website for, for the local um, agency on aging. So uh, that would be the next step. So you would go there and you use that information there to find out who the director is and put that into uh, that uh, intro, that um, invitation letter. Um, and you'd also put your contact information on the, on the uh, letter. Um, and then you would email that letter and the, the uh, questionnaire off to the um, director of the agency on aging. Um, reason I recommend you uh, include the questionnaire is that then they, they know the kinds of questions that we're going to be asking and st can start gathering the answers. Um, and we'll go through those questions and, and you'll see why they, you know, they might need a few extra minutes. But the, we also want to do our homework. So while we're on that website, um, on that website, you'll find out what uh, a lot of the programs and services that the AAA offers. And we want to put that into the uh, questionnaire already. So we want to do our due diligence and show that we did our homework rather than trying to fill in a long list of programs and services uh, and wasting time at, you know, during the meeting. If we have some of that stuff filled in uh, in advance, then we can just check with them. And by the way, we, we should check with them because uh, Sharon Strakowski said that she's been doing some data um, accumulation about AAAs. And she said quite often the directors are changing and some of the programs and services. So um, even if you do uh, you know, take some of that information down from the website and put it into the questionnaire, um, you may, it, it, it will still require us checking with the administrator to make sure that those are still uh, current, still current information. And, you know, and, and so that does two things. One, it saves time during the interview. And the other thing is it shows that we are competent human beings. Um, you know, some people that they've seen probably uh, have gone blind later in life and have not gotten the um, skills together to, uh, you know, to use the assistive technology and that kind of thing. So they may have one view of uh, seniors who are blind or low vision. And we want to show that um, we are as competent as other people in the community and, um, you know, may need the services, but, um, you know, we, we can still uh, have fulfilling, satisfying, and independent lives. So this is part of what we're trying to show by making sure that we have some of that information already on the questionnaire. Um, so um, what, once you've put that information in, the information about the particular uh, AAA um, and your contact information on the invitation letter and also the uh, website information about the programs and services uh, that they have, um, you want to save those two documents, and then you want to um, uh, you want to email the the well either email the attach it to an email or put the letter the sample letter into an email you know copy and paste it into an email and attach the questionnaire that you've partially filled out and send it along to the director and um, follow up uh, follow up and uh, as needed to uh, set up a meeting so. Um, what I was planning on doing next is having Larry read the questionnaire questions, um, sure. because it, it, it'll become obvious the kinds of things that you can fill in in advance and, and other things that they may need a little bit of time 
to um, gather information um, for the meeting. So go ahead, Larry, please. Okay. Uh, there really are just eight questions. So this is not a lengthy, lengthy questionnaire. But one of the intents of this questionnaire is to start a conversation. Uh, you may find that as you have the dialogue with the executive director of the AAA, that there's additional programs or services that are not on their website uh, that you're going to learn about. Also, by the way, just mentioning websites, not all websites are equal, and that may become an issue to raise <laughs> and discuss. I was just visiting the website of my local AAA, and it is not as friendly as I would like it to be. So that will be uh, perhaps an additional question. Uh, but let me just run through these eight questions, and they're pretty straightforward. Question one says, what is the geographical or jurisdictional service area for your AAA? And in some cases, they'll be countywide, or maybe there'll be multiple counties, or there may be an urban area. So you want to know what is their coverage area? Number two is what services and programs does your AAA offer or fund in its service area? And that's really important to get that clear because you're not just talking about what they may do directly. In most cases, AAAs do not have large employee bodies. They, uh, they kind of contract out a lot of their programs and services. And so, in effect, for example, uh, they may provide nutrition services through Meals on Wheels. So they are not the ones that are contracting the volunteers to deliver the Meals on Wheels, but they provide the funding to the program. And so they do have oversight responsibility. Number three is what services do you provide or fund that are specifically targeted to people who have low vision or who are blind? And that will be a really interesting question to drill down to see if they, in fact, even recognize that our population does need some special attention. Number four is, does your AAA actively outreach to older people with recent vision loss? And if so, how? And you may find uh, some directors who are going to be quite embarrassed by not being able to answer that question or not having much information. And this is really not a, an opportunity to confront or to embarrass or to uh, charge them with any lack of uh, service coverage, but to explain to them the importance of outreaching to the population of people with uh, low vision or who are, are blind and, and, and maybe have a little conversation about what kind of outreach, what kind of services would be useful to us. Number five is how many people with vision loss currently participate in any of your programs, either as staff members, volunteers, or consumers. And they may have to come back to you with numbers. They may not have those numbers right away. So here again, this is not a one-time conversation. We hope it will be the start of an ongoing conversation that you and your chapter or your affiliate can continue for months in the future. Because that's the whole idea, is to stimulate in their minds and in their policy and program planning to better include the population of persons who have low vision or who are blind. Number six, does your AAA or yeah, does your AAA Citizens Advisory Council include members who are blind or who have low vision or professionals in the blindness field? And number seven, how does someone get selected to serve on your AAA Advisory Council? And number eight, do you provide or instruct your funded entities to provide materials in alternative formats, including Braille, large print, electronic, or audio. And then the last question is really a additional comments, anything that they might like to add or that you might have thought of to ask to add to the uh, 
last question. Doug? Thank you very much, Larry. Um, so let's now move to the meeting. Okay, so we've uh, looked over this. We've filled out, uh, perhaps we can answer uh, question one about the geographic area and uh, question two about the programs and services. Uh, we can partially answer those uh, before we get to the meeting. Um, I, I'm assuming that we, I'm not sure how much of the rest of the uh, questionnaire we can fill out beforehand, but uh, certainly those two uh, are um, <clears throat> Uh, it might be available at least partially on the website. Um, so, so we get to the meeting, and um, uh, my first note about uh, that is: please address professionally. Um, you know, you don't have to put your uh, tuxedo and spats on, but uh, uh, I think uh, not t-shirts. Uh, you know, and not pajamas on a Zoom call, and you know those kinds of things. Um, be cordial and rem remind, as Larry so aptly said, remind the AAA, uh, the, the director or whoever you meet with, that we're not trying to put them on the spot. We are trying to check our understanding of what they do and what they don't do, um, and um, for you know for improvement. So you know we we're interested in working with them to uh, help them. Uh, uh, implement the, the services and programs um, to the widest possible uh, population, which includes uh, blind and, and uh, low vision. All right. Now, once you've got the form pretty well completed, um, there may be some unanswered questions. There may be some um, gaps in service that you've uncovered. There may be some uh, outreach kinds of things that you may know about, you know, like, uh, you know, contacting your uh, ACB uh, uh, chapter in your area, um, all those kinds of things uh, where you can start telling, uh, helping them uh, figure out how to outreach. Maybe they can help uh, by uh, contacting ophthalmology, you know, the uh, eye care community. You know, obviously that's always been a problem for us is trying to get into the, the doctors, the uh, eye care professionals um, so that they can um, uh, refer people to the proper places in order to get services. Um, and maybe that's, you know, that's an area that uh, the AAAs may have a better inroad into than we do. So who knows? So, you know, check those kinds of things out. Once you've gotten, you know, uh, during the conversation about filling out the uh, questionnaire, we can start talking about some of the possible routes where we can work together and, um, and improve uh, their penetration of the uh, blindness uh, community. Then uh, the next thing, of course, would be to set up, if 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 uh, desirable, set up a, the next meeting um, to explore further how uh, we can help each other um, get you know get the goods and services to the right people. Thank the uh, director for their time and attention, and then and that that's kind of it for the for the meeting. Um, then after the meeting, save that. Uh, uh, revised, I would think it would be revised questionnaire, um, and then attach it to an email and send it to uh, Anisio again, um, or or Larry, both of whose uh, email addresses are on that participation and instruction sheet form. Write a thank you to the person you met with. So, uh, it never hurts to do that, and you might even want to reiterate some of the ideas that 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 the two of you came up with um, for further discussion. And um, if you have any questions after the meeting um, or before the meeting, um, uh, email Anisio or Larry uh, or uh, call Jeff, Larry, or me. Um, and again, our, our contact information is on that, on that instruction sheet. We, are, uh, we have tentatively scheduled May 9th as a follow-up meeting to see where people are. That's kind of a soft deadline about when we would like to have those questionnaires completed by and uh, return to Anisio. Um, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're not done by May 9th, which is a Sunday, I believe, um, if you're not done by then, don't, don't, you know, don't think that you've missed the boat and, and you know, throw it away. Um, please, you know, please continue. If you can't meet with the person before May 9th, please don't, you know, please don't uh, say, well, I can't, you know, then, then, uh, there's, then there's nothing we can do. Um, this is a soft deadline. This is a, uh, initial deadline and we hope to have, you know, we put that on there to, 
you know, push you a little bit to try to get you, you know, get you moving. Um, but again, it's not uh, hard and fast. Um, but we would like to check in with people. So um, once you've done the work and once you've sent in the questionnaires, we'd like to gather and, and find out how it went. And if you've had subsequent meetings or if you have subsequent meetings set up and, you know, how, how things are going. Um, and we, we're planning on having anybody who participates, we're planning on having uh, some additional meetings periodically, if that's what you would like. Um, to uh, help along this project, you know, keep keep an ongoing um, relationship with the AAA and um, continue to, and maybe maybe we'll have some, maybe Anisio will do some uh, advocacy training, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, any number of things that we can think up. But it's it's up to you um, whether you want to, you know, how how long you want to continue and and what you would like the uh, subjects of these calls to be. But we're very open to follow-up calls and, and keeping this project going and keeping the relationships going so that um, uh, eventually, hopefully, you'll get on the advisory council. And those are usually uh, multi-year terms. So we can um, you know, stay in touch with our AAAs and, and maybe expand this project beyond the, the initial uh, AAAs that we have contacted. So that's... Um, so May 9th, yeah, put May 9th on your calendar ten tentatively as a, a for a follow up event. Um, I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know if we want to do a community event or whether we want to have it um, on our um, AAVL Zoom account or what. But we'll 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 be in touch with you. We have your contact information, and we can be in touch with you to for a follow up and and uh, and see what we need. That's kind of where I've uh, what I thought would be useful for you to know. Um, so, uh, unless, uh, Jeff or Larry uh, or Nizio has any, uh, further comments, um, I think this, this is time to open it up for questions. I do have one yeah. comment, oh, uh, go ahead. Doug, go ahead, Larry. <laughs> you know, as you learn about some of the programs and services that are offered, you may find that some of your members and your chapter and your affiliate uh, might really benefit from those and, so get them started right away, taking advantage of those programs and services. I know and they're different in each area, but uh, very often some of the AAAs provide some form of transportation service uh, for medical appointments and things. They provide benefit counseling. So people are interested or they have questions about uh, their uh, their Medicaid or, or Medicare, uh, that they may be able to get some counseling from the AAA. They also, I know our particular uh, AAA offers classes in diabetes management, in nutrition, and in uh, fall prevention. So those are all possible programs or services that you may not be aware of and maybe you know, many of your members might want to immediately take advantage of them. And so part of the outcome of the conversation might be to schedule a presentation by one of their program managers at your chapter meeting to uh, explain and, and uh, invite them to participate in one or more of those programs. Good point. I just wanted to add for those who are a little leery of getting involved in doing questionnaires and surveys, we're not seeking, you know, to, to run a survey that's going to get put in a, you know, philanthropy journal. You don't have to be a PhD in English. The important thing is that it's a way, you know, yes, it's a way to begin to collect data. That's true. But even more importantly is it's a way to you, for you to begin locally interacting with your AAA. And so, you know, don't be worried about, you know, not filling out the survey in exactly the right way or, or something like that. It's more important that you do the best that you can and collecting the data than it is that you do it like, you know, uh, Anisio might if he were writing his article for the, you know, journal, journal of gerontology or whatever. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. I think that is that is so true, Larry. And also, I mean, uh, Jeff, and also what Larry said earlier, I mean, th this is not a gotcha kind of thing because uh, I've worked with lots of triple A's in my, during my work life. And, uh, and obviously um, I think they, the, the moment you ask them how many kind of visually impaired people do you serve, they're going to be stumped. And, um, and th they, you want to make sure that they realize that you can be a help to help them achieve those, those outcomes. You know, you're not there to be critical, but rather to establish a linkage that doesn't exist on both sides, you know, from them to us and us to them. So I think the more collegial and more of a learning environment or for both of you, you're trying to make it the, I think the more comfortable you will feel as a, as a, as someone filling out, the, asking the question. Okay. We do have a hand raised, Mr. Campbell. You may speak. As soon as I unmute Andrea, thank you very much. Um, uh, first of all, great uh, presentation, guys. I'm, I'm really excited about this uh, project uh, as, a as a leader of ACB because I think that I'll get to my question in a minute, but I think, um, you know, the largest segment of people who are blind or visually impaired are older seniors who are blind. And so great to see this work uh, beginning coming from a resolution into a project. My question is um, maybe you, we're, we're going to be, in many cases, approaching these area agencies on aging cold. Maybe we've never talked to them before or anything like that. Would it be helpful at all, maybe before actually engaging with the AAA to do some preliminary work with, say, a rehabilitation professional or a um, someone from a Center for Independent Living who works with older seniors who are blind and perhaps find out from them what they know about the area agency on aging and the services it provides, and also maybe what experiences they've had in trying to uh, work with them to um, help them uh, work with you know, working with seniors who are blind or visually impaired. I don't see any reason why you couldn't. Um... My experience of uh, independent living centers is that quite often they don't have experience working with blind and visually impaired people. So, <laughs> um, so I, I mean, if, if if you have those other um, if you have those other contacts and you're interested in in you know doing you know doing some more homework, I I don't see any reason why you couldn't do that. Doug, you might also want to point out that the letter of introduction kind of lays out pretty um, in a very friendly way to that executive director as to why we are approaching them. And it's a very, right. very open-handed kind of offering of we want to get to know you and we want you to get to know us. And, and so it's being presented in a way that I think allows for really a very congenial and frank <clears throat> discussion. So we don't go in again with uh, prejudices because we may talk to, to a, a, a CIL or to a state rehab agency and they may have had a, a good or a bad relationship with that particular AAA. We don't want that necessarily to influence our attitude in going in. Okay, our next question is from Kathy. Kathy Lyons has joined the meeting. Oh, you may speak, Kathy. Go ahead. I needed to find the all day. <laughs> oh, no problem. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got it. You got all it. All right. Um, I am very interested in all of this. However, I'm not a very good internet user. So I want to do it. And also, um, I have no use of my vision anymore, but I used to see I'm a good advocacy person. So I am very anxious to get into this project. I just think maybe I'll need a little help along the way with the letters and all of that. I wonder if one of you could read that letter that you would get if you went on the internet or the the uh, website. I'm, I'm, I'm Kathy Lyons. Has thank you, Kathy. Um, and there have been a couple of people who have sort of said that same kind of thing. Um, and I've been I've been grappling with how to answer that. Uh, certainly, we want certainly we, we want people to um, 
Yeah, to be yeah, advocates, no. and uh, that's you know uh, that's more important than the the questionnaire itself. Um, and I'm trying to decide, uh, Jeff and Larry, do you have do you guys have any um, suggestions other than um, finding somebody in 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 the uh, local chapter that can that can help uh, some of these people? Um, well, the the, the only reason, Doug, let me know, uh, Cindy, let me let me. Let me know if I'm if I'm on the right track. The only time she needs a person needs to go to the internet to the website is to really identify what is their local AAA, right? And um, and then perhaps begin doing some research in terms of what service they provide or who the director is. Is that right? Yes, and and some of the services, uh, programs, and services that they you know start that list of uh, services and programs on the questionnaire. Right. Yeah. And to Kathy, I would suggest what you might, if you have a good relationship, for example, with your city council person or someone else in city government, they can certainly provide you with the contact information, the name of the executive director, the address, the phone number, et cetera, so that uh, you will have that initial information. It would be nice to be able to go in and research and see what information you can find out about their programs and services. But that's really not necessary because you're going to be asking them those uh, questions. Um, I'll be busy Saturday. I, uh, I have uh, Okay, our next uh, question comes from phone number, last three digits, 613. No, asterisk, 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 613 has joined the meeting. Hello, this is... Yes, you, um, yeah, you're good. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Go ahead, go ahead, please. Thank you. This is Jane Perry calling from Falmouth, Massachusetts on Cape Cod. Hey, Jane. It's Jeff. Hello. I have, um, I'm going to be contacting you because I've got several other questions that um, I don't want to tie up everybody else's time. But I've got two main questions, if I may. First of all, is there a timeline to this project or is this an ongoing project that will be going on for several years? That's the first question. The questionnaire, we're hoping to get the questionnaires back uh, in early May. Um, the uh, communications with the AAA, we hope, will be, will be ongoing. 613 has left the meeting. And I, I think once we have that May timeline and we have we find out how many results we get back and how well it's working, et cetera, et cetera, and then the reactions, we can reevaluate, you know, for one thing, as Doug said, the main timeline is not a hard and fast one. So if you can do it a few weeks later, fine. But we're urging people to try and meet that. As far as whether we want to continue using this survey after that point in time, I think we're, we sh we'll probably want to reevaluate that in our advocacy committee. Um, and, because if we're getting good results, we may want to tell people, look, you know, we urge you to use this survey at your leisure and to report back to us. We, we, we'll, have to, we'll have to look at that and see, you know, where it's going. Is that a fair answer, Doug? Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, in terms, you know, I, I wasn't sure whether Jane was uh, asking about the questionnaire itself or the relationship with the, A, the AAA. So uh, the, the relationship, we hope, will be, you know, months, years. <laughs> As long okay. as necessary. <laughs> okay, our next question is from Rick. Uh, you may speak. Rick, you need to unmute. Okay, go ahead. Are you on? It's actually Rick and Sandy together. And we had a question. What if we send this introductory letter and the questionnaire and we get either no response or just a response from, say, a very assist, low assistant. Is there a good follow-up way to actually reach the director if the director is somewhat recalcitrant? Well, you certainly should call the director, you know, yourself and see if they'll respond. And if they won't, then maybe that tells you something. <laughs> well, I, I think we'd rather meet with somebody than nobody. So if if it gets passed on to an assistant, um, if you know if they can answer the questions, then you know that's great. Um, and if you know in, in the meeting, if you're meeting with an assistant and and, and they you know a, a, a sort of low level assistant, 
and uh, they say, well, I can't do anything about this. I'm just the secretary or something like that. Then we then you say, OK, well, now you know what what, what it is we're interested in. Um, you know, can you have you know, can you have somebody get back with us and, and so that we can continue to, uh, you know, continue to broaden the communication between us and 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 you guys, the guys in your, and the people in your office. Okay, our next question comes from Donna Browning. You, Donna, you may unmute. Good evening, gentlemen. Um, so I'm really, and um, the one thing I wanted to ask is, like, I work for an agency that closely works with the AAA. We are also a agency that uh, serves seniors. Would you want a um, questionnaire from them also? Do you want to also have other agencies that are closely aligned with the same programs as a, a AAAs to fill this? Uh, I think at the, oh, sorry, Donna. To fill this out. Yeah, I think at this point we're trying to actually hit the AAAs themselves. Um, I think it's very possible that later we will do more in terms of data collection and, you know, and catch other types of entities. But I think that it's enough of a, um, a enough of an ask for now to work on dealing with the AAAs and getting back as many, you know, surveys as we can. I wouldn't want to muddy the waters and, you know, make this too hard of a process to complete right in terms of, yeah I, I would agree with jeff in terms of the questionnaire i would think that we we would just want the AAA. in terms of advocacy for uh, services for blind and low vision seniors um how much time do you have <laughs> um we'll you know we'll ask that you to you know contact any any agency that's involved um with seniors, uh, yeah, well, with with blind and, and, and low vision seniors or low uh, blind and low vision uh, people in general, um, we're always interested in having you know in in, in increasing our advocacy uh, at the local level. So um, that you know that's up to you. But um, in terms of the questionnaire itself, I think we we would like to uh, narrowly define it as being for the AAAs at the moment. Okay, our next question comes from uh, last three digits, 511. You may unmute. Asterisk, 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 511. Uh, yeah, uh, can you guys hear me? Yes, yep. yes, ma'am. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I am actually, I'm not part of this, any of the boards or anything, but I, and, and I actually, um, we at one, I heard that uh, it seems like a lot of the services that I have encountered um, that are for aging people. Um, I'm actually 45. I'm not even at that 65 and older range yet. But many of the stuff that I, you know, because when I went there to ask about insurance, I'm talking specifically like health insurance. And, you know, I know that human services is part of things. But when I, when, and, and historically when, when my assistant and I have called human services to ask questions, they don't seem to know the answers or they, or we get somebody who's very, you know, irritable and doesn't seem to care about the customers and things like that. Um, have you, has any of you guys, and I'm not a ACV member. We, at one time we had a very active ACV chapter in Santa Barbara, but, um, and I actually live in Oxnard, California. Um, but I, so, um, what is your first name? Oh, I'm so, yes, I'm sorry. I I I removed her talk permission just a minute. Her name is Jennifer. Oh, okay. Her name's Jennifer. Jennifer. That's, okay, yes, that's thanks, right. Lucy. Yeah, so thank Jennifer, you, Lucy. Um, California has an affiliate of the uh, Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. It's the California Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, and um, you can either find out about them through me or through their president, Frank Welty. And um, and we can talk. Any of us can talk to you about possibly going to your triple agency on aging. I, I don't. I, there's no reason that just because you are not in that specific senior group because you're uh, a, an adult under 55 that you shouldn't 
you know, be if you feel like you want to fill out this survey, that you shouldn't do so. So, you know, if you have an interest in the organization, if you have an interest in doing the survey, then get in touch with one of us, um, you know, and we will certainly talk to you about, um, you know, what you can do. Yeah, I was careful to address the um, uh, the, the promotion about this um, project to uh, AAVL, ACB mem- AAVL members, ACB members, and friends. So um, that's everybody. That, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what okay, time is uh, it? What time is it, Andrea? It's just about. Are we? Are we on an hour? It's uh, five thirty-one. Yeah, it's it's getting close to time. I we have a couple hands still, but um, it's up to you. Yeah, let's do let's do a couple more questions. If okay, um, Beth, you may unmute Beth. Yes, I have the same problem as the previous caller. Um, whenever you have wanted to contact the the area agency on aging or. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. Yes. 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 I just lowered your hand, sweetie. That's all. Um, or or things like that. You get people who are very uncooperative. They like they don't care about the customer. They don't. They're just there for the paycheck, basically. And they won't tell you who to go to. Um, it's very difficult. To, so, and and I don't have. Uh, we've been fighting for um, computer training for the older blind here in New Mexico for years and they just feel that since we can't get a job or since they feel we can't get a job they they're very slow in teaching people computer training I'm I had a computer some years ago but I probably need um, updated computer training and they're just not interested in things like that like even our commission for the blind isn't interested in that many older services so what would a person do because I'm very interested in uh, filling up, getting the survey to someone who could fill it out uh, and uh, this advocacy because I think it's important to collect data. But um, I'm not so sure these people would even fill it out. Well, do you have someone in your chapter or do, uh, do you have someone nearby who could help you find the name of the director of the local agency on aging? Mm. Possibly. I'm not going to say yes or well, my I, chapter, unfortunately, is not a strong affiliate. I wish it was. Right. But uh, it, even if you have a friend who could help you, uh, you know, look on the website and find out who the director is, because sometimes the staff people are, are as as uh, one, of, one of them said, you know, are just in it for the paycheck. And they're, you know, they they are not very customer service oriented. However, the the director um, has to be. <laughs> um, so, if you can get through that the layers of the bureaucracy, if you can get directly to the director, I think you might get a better reception, and you might even mention to them that uh, uh, you've you know you've tried with uh, the you know the uh, receptionists or the other you know, people who are answering the phone directly, and they haven't been very polite or helpful. Okay, I'd like to ask the presenters a question. We have four more hands, but two of them are people who've already asked questions. Would you rather go to people who have not asked questions as of yet? Yes. Okay. Sure. Rita Kimball, you may speak. Rita, you need to unmute. I did. Good evening. There you go. Let me first say that I am a a geriatric counselor, so I've had a lot of experience with triple A's, and I'm in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Fortunately, we have a private corporation on aging in our city. But in some communities, the triple A's will be referred to as Department of Aging. So when you go to seek out information, you might look for Department of Aging at your uh, community level. Secondly, I think one of the most easiest things any of us can do to get our foot in the door, our cane in the door, our dog in the door, whatever, would be to call, once you identify your AAA phone number, Department of Aging phone number, you call them up and say, listen, I want to become a client. What do I have to do? So you get yourself, assuming you're the proper age to do that, you get yourself enrolled as a client of the AAA. Once you get into 
their system as a client, that's one way for you to say, by the way, I'm a member of, and I'm trying to get the survey done. Who can you recommend or can you assist me in filling out this survey? You'll kill two birds with one stone. Never take no for an answer. And if someone is disrespectful to you, ask to speak to their supervisor. It's very easy to do that. You don't have to get an attitude. You don't have to get upset. Just say, I don't think we're working well together. I'd like to speak to your supervisor. And they will do that. So that's uh, what I wanted to share this evening. Great. Really, thank you. It's great to hear your voice. Now you got to join us. Dotnet has left the meeting. Okay. Um, our last hand right now is from Sandra Burgess. Sandra, you may unmute. Join the meeting. Sandra, you need to unmute. Yep. I just there did. you are. Yes. Yep. Um, I have some information that would be good for the callers. I have two callers in a row, a few callers ago, and anybody else on this call. Um, in my area, and I'm assuming it's all over the country, the AAAs farm a lot of stuff out to different to different groups. For example, the Council on Aging Centers, the Senior Centers, which are, from my experience, not very terrifically um, happy to have blind people come there, but have a lot of programs going on. Um, in those senior centers, there is something called CHIP, C-H-I-P, which is the national program that deals, they have volunteers that are trained to help people with insurance, um, Medicaid, Medicare, blah, 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 private insurance. I've been there for assistance. And they are supposed to deal with people that are disabled in one way or another, as well as elderly. So you don't have to be elderly to get help from that program. Good point. Yeah, Thank I meant you. to mention and that earlier. Right. It's a great program. Right. And I think if I remember one of the, this is an easy, by the way, one of the questions, uh, one of the questions in the, in the survey is it, it asks for the services provided by the AAA and or contracted by them. And you're right. A lot of the, a lot of the area agency on agencies, they, rather than providing the service directly themselves, they contract with others, with other agencies and including senior centers, Meals on Wheels. So that would those would be included in that question, I think. Okay, you do have two more hands, but they're people who've already spoken. So I don't know what your time frame is. Yeah, let's let's take those two and then we'll be done. Andrea, right. I'm gonna make you the host because I have to open another meeting. All righty. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you, Lucy. And thank you for your patience, my dear. Sure. <laughs> Bye, Jeff. Okay, uh, uh, I believe her name is, it, she's the lady from Massachusetts. Is it Jean? Yep. Jean or Jane? She spoke already. I, I'm not sure what her name is. Has joined the meeting. Andrea DeClotz is the host. Hello. Yes, yes, yes. Ma'am. yes. This is we can Jane. Hello again. Um, I have a question on the process. Um, so this invitation letter and the survey, the survey, do I fill it out and then I send the letter and the survey to the director? Um, my other part of the question is, our AAA is also a COA, and I am a member, and I also on the COA. My term um, ended three years ago. So um, I was the only blind person or visually impaired person on the COA advisory board. So I know some of the answers to the questions. So my question is, do, do the people who are participating in this being our members, do they fill out part of the survey and send it with the invitation letter and then call the person and set up a meeting? Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jane. Okay. And the last person is Jennifer. Give me just a second. I will unmute you. You may unmute, Jennifer. Asterisk 511 has joined the meeting. Oh, yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to add very briefly is that I've noticed with doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, um, directors of agency on aging, don't know a single thing about retinopathy or prematurity from infancy. And I think that we need to gather more data about those people um, with uh, retinopathy or prematurity that happens suddenly in infancy, like my case is. Because I don't hear, I, I hear an awful lot about the progressive vision loss, but not enough about um, uh, prematurity and infancy and blindness. And that would be interesting to collect data on that. Well, uh, we thank you, Jennifer. 
Yeah, thank you. I, I, I think at, at this point, I think we want to, um, we don't, we don't want to specialize a whole lot. Um, we're, we're talking about people, not only people who have lost vision later, later in life, but also people who have lost vision early in life and are now becoming seniors. So both of those, you know, both of those groups um, are, we hope will be represented, you know, in, in, in our uh, client base and in our advocacy base. So um, we're not drawing a distinction right now, but, um, uh, you know, who knows what will happen later on. Right, right now, we just would, would appreciate, you know, the help of anybody, whether they've lost vision recently or have, uh, ha you know, have had uh, no vision or low vision uh, all of their lives and are getting to the point where other things are starting to become come into play. <laughs> So there thank are no you. more hands. Good. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Anisio. Thank you, Larry. Um, thank you, participants. Um, we really appreciate your time, your attention, your questions. Oh, we got it. We got another quick hand. Um, okay, hold on just a second. You have time for one more? Sure. All right, just a minute. Okay, uh, Rick and Sandy, just one second. There you are. No has joined the meeting. Sandy, you there? Hello. You're not unmuted yet. No, you need to unmute. Okay, there we go. There we go. Um, I should let Rick do it. He hit the wrong button, so it was a mistake. But we thank you. This is very informative, and we're definitely going to participate. It was very informative. Great. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very uh, much. Thanks. All right. And and uh, as I said, our, our contact information, if you have other questions, uh, are on the, um, uh, is on the participation form. And I'll give the AAVL website one more time, www.aavl-blind-seniors.org. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much.